Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to this very special episode of Oxlam, an OPM podcast by the Philippine Daily Inquirer powered by Puma Podcasts. It's special because instead of being the host, Tina Arceo Dumlao, our regular host, will be the subject of our podcast. I'm Ruel S. Devera, the Inquirer's arts and books editor and host of another Inquirer podcast, Super Random. Tina is Inquirer's business features editor. She is also one of the biggest, if not the biggest, OPM fan you will ever meet. Her love for OPM started when she discovered vinyl records growing up. And in the 90s, she started talking to legendary artists, songwriters, composers, music producers, and other icons in the industry. And she captured decades of conversations in her book, Himigatitik, a tribute to OPM songwriters, first published in 2017. And now, there's a new extended ebook version published by Inquirer Books, available on Lazada, Google Play, Apple, and Amazon. Welcome, Ina Arceo Dumlao. Hi, Ru. <laughs> Tina, what got you hooked on OPM? Can you tell us? Uh, I was born in 1971. And at that time, there are very few options, right? For entertainment. A few television stations. So the family would gather around that. If you went to a house at that time, the phono was a occupied a pride of place. So I'm, I'm just lucky, I guess, that my parents... Like music too, so you heard what they heard. But OPM was mine because they listened more to, you know, Matt Monroe, ganyan. <laughs> I think it was due to Student Canteen, siguro. That's what I watched. Basil Valdez was always there on the television show, and I liked his voice, and I liked what he was singing. Ngayon ang simula ng hiram mong buhay You know, you you discover from there they bought your records as a gift. You read it. Dati pala binabasa pa yung musika, no? Kasama ang pagbabasa doon. Hindi ka tulad ngayon. <laughs> so that was really how it started. It was uh, influenced by parents, grandparents, cousins, family. And um, the turntable, of course, uh, as you mentioned, was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, people had their own records. That's right. And the OPM records were your records. <laughs> yeah. What made them so different for you? The words were different. 
Sa akin, yun ang pinakamalaking pagkakaiba ng OPM with foreign music. Maybe that's why I feel so passionate about OPM. Kasi it best captures who we are, even if it's in English. Kasi yung sinasabi naman dun, damdamin pa rin natin, di ba? So, I really think, you know, including all the cheese and all the mush, that's Pinoy eh. Yun yung dahilan why I liked it better than Neil Sedaka or Matt Monroe, Frank Sinatra. They they had their space. New wave ako lumaki, no? So mga British Invasion, that was my music growing up too. But separate pa rin talaga yung ano. Gusto mo manakit or gusto mo ng uh, medyo masochist movement ka, bagong break ka. For that, it's not a foreign song, I think. It's still ours. So yun ang dahilan. Mas ano siya, mas tagos sa puso. And through the different forms of OPM and the different languages that we've had through the years, what was the moment that made you decide to write the book, Hibigatitik? The impetus really was first probably because I got invited to the Elements uh, songwriting camp that was 2012. I went and it was a great experience. You talk to the songwriters there and also the budding songwriters. So... Again, it was just, you know, ah, okay to. <laughs> but the main thing, you know, the, the kick in the butt, yung, when my brother died in 2013, as a way of coping with that, it was work that made things a little easier. It was like therapy to me. That's why it took four years to finish. <laughs> Because it was just time out of my normal timing. Eh? It was an after 6 p.m. thing, after work, and then weekend. What are some of your favorite memories of interviewing the artists in the book? Were there any na kailangan ligawan or so that they would agree to be on your book? Meron ka bang holy grail moment? <laughs> yeah, that's why malaki ang natulong sa akin na two people. No? One is my childhood friend. His name is Nicky Cabardo and he's, um, he's a professional musician. And... It so happened that he also knows many of these people. Him and Noel Cabango. Noel naman as head of Philscap and also a veteran in the industry. So silang dalawa yung taga-text ko o tagahanap ng mga tao kailangan ko usapin. Because as I said, no, I'm, I'm an economic journalist from 1991. I don't know any of these people except through gigs of my friends. So I don't know any one of them personally before I did the book. I don't know if it's because nobody talked to them about it for a while. Kasi yung book is 70s, 80s siya, no? So by the time I started doing it, 2013, 2014, uh, medyo matanda na sila siguro. Or, you know, they haven't been in the limelight for a while. So I think they had the time to talk about it or they were more in a mood. So the more um, special or surprising for me would be the late Pepe Smith. Because una nasa gig, so it was in between sets. So pagkatapos niya sa stage, nandun kami nasa labas and uh, with all the noise and all that. But I was surprised because he was more um, articulate than I thought he would be. Or that his memory of the things that had happened was clear. And, you know, in an hour, I think, we were able to cover everything. Kasi he, very, ano siya, very um, logical, the way he talked about his music. 
Second would be, I guess, si Gary Granada because idol talaga siya eh. And it also took a while to convince him to talk to me. So, ang condition niya sa bistro. So, I went there. Noel accompanied me. And, and then, on the night, we talked dun sa may kalsada. Muulan pa nun sa naupo kami habang nababasa-basa dun. I just remember that by the time we went back inside, eh, medyo lasing na si Noel kasi tagal na daw namin na, <laughs> tagal daw namin nag-usap so siya na lang mag-isa umiinom dun sa loob. And uh, this one, I always say that, you know, sa trabaho natin dalawa, di ba, you don't get starstruck anymore really because you have met so many and you know, it's a job, etc. But I must say that my only starstruck moment talaga was when I met Ray Valera because... Si Ray also was a difficult subject to convince to talk to me. In fact, it took Senator Tito Soto to make him, <laughs> directed him na to talk to me. Kasi sabi ni Senator Soto, ano eh, pag may problema ka, sabihin mo lang sa akin. <laughs> so after, you know, text-text, di sumasagot, scene zone, ganyan. Sabi ko, mga kailangan ko nang gamitin tong Tito Soto card. Ah. So I did. Sabi ko, sir, ayong kausapin ni Ray Valera eh. So, the next day, uh, his secretary told me na, okay, he's expecting your call na. <laughs> so, I drove all the way to his house in Mekawayan. And I swear, you know, the moment that he said my name, nung nakita ko siya, sabi ko, shit, ito na si Ray Valera. But, you know, sa parang suddenly here he was after all that convincing and all. And then we had a great conversation. And I remember after that, I was such in such a high, I flew down that expressway going home. <laughs> I don't know if I beat the speed limit, but you know, namin ganon talagang, shit, makausap ko siya. Last, si Senator, why he is special? Because... I texted him again through our political reporters. Because, sir, I'm ganito, I need to talk to you about music, ganyan. Wala pa yatang 10 minutes yata, sumagot na siya eh. Cold call yun, ah. cold text, I mean. The next day, we were in Manila Pen Lobby talking about music. And he said that it has been a while that he talked about it. Kasi 2013 from 1970, so major 30 years. No one talks to him though about music eh. eh. At that time pa naman, RH yung topic. I mean, reproductive health yung issue. And I remember before going to the interviews, I was Tito Soto, the producer. Not Tito Soto, the senator who does not want to vote for the reproductive health law. I had to change channels in my mind. <laughs> but were there people that um, you wish you had gotten to interview? Ko number one, of course, si George. Uh, it would have been fun conversation with George Canseco, right? Mm. He's the, I think, the bridge between uh, Kondiman and OPM. Siya talaga eh. Because he had more of that flavor pa eh, of the Kondiman style. Bago yung mga more contemporary ones. And then the second that I tried to chase pero hindi ko na nagawa yung sa boyfriends kasi I wasn't too sure who among them was the songwriter. And then third would have been si Ting Bernabe ng advisors kasi basta marami doon kasi na, like I said, cold calls and kumbaga ako sino na lang yung maunang sumagot. And then through them, somebody would answer, etc. And then the last probably would be si Saro Banyares ng Asin. I think that would have been a great interview as well, but he had also passed on, eh, sayang. 
that's also pala one reason why I did the book kasi I realized that, God, these people are old. <laughs> and I needed to capture that period before they passed. Um, by the time that between the book, 2017 to now, medyo anim na namamatay doon. <laughs> So lucky that yes. I was able to do that. Yes, and now that we have the new edition and it's a digital edition, what do you think the extended play ebook? <laughs> what do you think it will bring to Himigatitik? I got a lot of requests or inquiries from people abroad, no? Siyempre, mga OFW, mga Filipinos who had already immigrated, they love OPM, obviously. But the book kasi is one kilo... <laughs> it was, I think, for many of them too expensive to ship out. So I'm sure this would be a great way for them to still get the book and not pay uh, that much for it, you know, and have a shared experience. So yun, yun ang aking pinakamalaking, I think, magagawa netong e-book natin is to be able to bring the stories there to these people abroad who I'm sure miss that music. You've also been updating it. Yeah, updated in the sense na una-una to put that some of them had passed. And second, as more information came, then you get to correct. Kasi yun pa yung isang challenge kasi dito sa paggawa ng libro na to. There was hardly any material out there, no? So you depended on Inquirer or kahit yung OPM and Philscap, they did not have a database. I did the best that I could, but syempre, as the years go by and you get to talk to more people, parang, okay, you can cross-check again. What would you consider after all these years is your favorite trend in OPM now? When you look at the whole range of OPM that's out there, what do you like? I like Ben and Ben. Okay. Uh, their music for me is uh, at least something different. I like uh, Looney. I like the rappers because they're so intelligent. But I think people don't give them enough credit, the rappers, uh, because they sit the tattoo, they sit the way they look. Mm-hmm. But the speed at which they compose their verses is something. You know, siguro kaya rin ako na, na aliw dito sa mga songwriters na to. Because they, for me, could do something I could not do. In three minutes, in three stanzas, four they say something that is true and that will last forever. <laughs> ako, I don't think I'll write anything that will last. Buti nga kung magbukas pa siya. Maybe in 30 minutes, wala na yun, di ba? <laughs> but these people, they wrote it so well. May music pa. Moira is the same. I'm not necessarily a fan, but I appreciate mm. what she's doing kasi medyo ayoko nang mabagal. Eh. <laughs> Up Dharma Down, I like ARMY. Also a very different style. And then, of course, I'm biased for my friends in brass because it's, again, bringing back that old big band style, which I miss. Siguro tumatanda na lang ako talaga because I'm, I'm turning 50 this year and I don't like noise. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we could tell that also by the songs that you've featured and the artists you've featured on the podcast. <laughs> true, true. Guilty. But let's talk about a wonderful thing people would probably be interested in finding out, which is from all the songwriters in your book, Himigatitik, which are your five favorite songs and why? I'll start along with, with Gary. First is Gary Granada.
It's very lyrical and I think easily the most talented of them all sa generation niya when it comes to putting words together. Unfortunately, the ones that I like personally are not there in that book. Kasi, as an aside, the songs there in the book, those are the songs they chose. Before I interviewed them, sabi ko, uh, when I go there, please prepare or think about your top songs that mean the most to you. It may not necessarily be your biggest hits, but what are the ones that are significant to you? So of the songs of Gary that he did talk about in the book, syempre yung sala yung ano, kahit konti. I don't know if you know that song, but I like it because it was such a great metaphor about living together, about how we could all fit if we could just give each other space. If you're not greedy, we all have space. Kaya nga yun yung sinasabi niya dun sa kante. Maari bang umusog ka ng konte, di ba? Para lahat tayo makaupo. Yung mga imagery niya is, is something else. I don't think anyone, I've, I haven't encountered anyone who writes like him now. Ako na may hindi maselan At payag matabihan Umusog lang Kahit Konti Second is Pepe Smith Pepe siguro, the one he wrote, yung Himig Natin. It's so anthemic eh. And for many, you know, it is just so counter to what Juan de la Cruz is eh. Juan de la Cruz is balong malalim eh. But that one is, I think, uh, such an anthem for Pinoy music. So Himig Natin of Juan de la Cruz. Ang inyong Third is Ray Valera. For Ray, 
Um, nasabi ko na yung sorry na pwede ba, but I'll say it again. And, and he said it's a song he wrote for his wife because he obviously did something. And kaya sabi niya doon, sorry na pwede ba? Because yun daw talaga yung sinasabi niya sa wife niya at that point. Eh. It's him pleading to his wife to forgive him. And the way he writes, compare it to Gary, mas everyday language. And um, very direct, that's why I like it. It appeals to my journalism heart. <laughs> Fourth is Ryan Kebab. Yung favorite ko sa kanya yung uh, minsan ng minahalay ako. I first heard it because I watched Katie when it was put out and Celeste Legaspi really sang it na hindi ka ba naman maiyak, di ba? So... And I think it is also very different from from Mr. C's songs. He wrote so many and sino ba naman ang makakapili ng isa lang. But that one is is powerful. Kung makakapili pa na isa pa yung Sometime Somewhere, it's also very, not as big a hit, but I'm sure lahat ng tao ay makakarelate dun sa kantang yun. And the Kokoy Laurel version for me is the best. Then George Canseco. The one of George is ngayon. If everybody would just go and live according to that song, we'd all be in a better place. <laughs> Kompleto yung thoughts niya and it is such a, parang a nice way to live by. Parang desiderata siya na Tagalog. So that one, I'm gonna frame that song one day in my house. Nang tamat Bawat saglit at sandali Magsikap kat magpunyagi Maging aral bawat mali And your bonus sixth song And then for Willie Cruz Now he was such a great interview as well Rue, you would have loved talking to him Because I think of all the people I talked to in that book 
siya lang ang English mula umpisa hanggang tapos halos. We were the best of friends before But we were children we always wanted more So for a while we fell in love with each other We couldn't work it out For we And then I had to review my musical terms because he kept talking about his songs in very musical terms. You know, like, this is legato, this is ganyan. So, okay. <laughs> so, of his, gusto ko yung much more. Nakalimutan na nga daw niya na sinulat na yun. He wrote so many for Nonoy Suniga and that was one of them. I think he was one of the few who was able to write so well in both English and Filipino. And this one is an example of how he wrote in English. Pero siyempre, pag sa mong Willie Cruz, bituing walang ningning para niyan, tsaka uh, kahit na. But this one I like much more. Also because my, my husband sings that a lot sa karaoke. <laughs> our love had to happen once more. Well, this time got to be much more than just much more The book is called Himigatitik a tribute to OPM songwriters This is sort of like the digital database of that generation of songwriters Why the songwriters and not the performers I felt for them because I felt it was so unjust. <laughs> it was unjust that people did not know them. They should there. Eh. So they wrote the songs. How come people won't know them? Here, hindi masyadong kilala eh, unless they sang it. I think si Ryan na yung pinakasikat na songwriter na hindi kinanta yung mga kanta niya eh. Because he had his own album. But other than him, I don't know if, of anyone who's a pure songwriter na kilala, na everyday uh, person would know. So this is my humble tribute to them na, oh, ito, kilalanin nyo. You know their songs, pues, know their names. <laughs> And that's it for today's episode of Oxlang. Again, my name is Ruel S. Devera. Thankfully, Tina will be back as your host In the next episode of Oxlang, the Himig Atitik Extended Play ebook will be available on Lazada, Google Play, Apple, and Amazon. So don't forget to follow Oxlang, that's A-U-X Lang, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you're there, subscribe to Super Random 2. We have a new season coming up soon. Oxlang and Super Random are podcasts of the Philippine Daily Inquirer powered by Puma Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Inquirer Podcast. Thank you for listening. Mabuhay ang OPM! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.